Hey, 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 everyone. It's me, Tamara Brown. Who am I? I am an author, blogger, website designer, as well as a publishing consultant and the host of Blah Diaries, Broke, Lonely, Angry, and Horny, (laughs) Turning Your Mess into a Masterpiece. So guys, today I wanted to talk a little bit about (sighs) being under the pressure. Um, It was once said to me a while ago that when a diamond is formed, that it's put under a large amount of pressure, that, you know, it's turned from coal and it has to go into intense pressure. And so in my life, I've always wondered, being under pressure, am I being formed into the diamond that I am supposed to be? And so a lot of times it weighs on us. We're trying to be everything to everybody. Uh, We're trying to be successful in the process and make sure that when people utter your name, they say that you have accomplished or completed the goals and tasks at hand. That when they say your name, that failure doesn't go behind it or in front of it, or that they say that you are, you're, you're unreliable. And so we push the bar. And I know for me, I've pushed the bar because I don't want that title. I've had that title and it doesn't feel good to say that you're unreliable, that you, you don't make things on time. Um, you miss appointments, you're a procrastinator. But when life gets at you, Like life literally gets at me sometimes and it seems as if everybody is pulling out pieces of you. You wake up in the morning and you think, I got to solve. You have a list of problems to solve. You have a list of things to fix. Um, And you're trying to fix them all in that 24 hour period because people say life is a marathon and not a sprint. But sometimes people expect you to sprint and you expect you to sprint because the marathon doesn't get the same results. It's a longer journey. So it's like if somebody is running the marathon, um, the person that they highlight is the person who who makes it the fastest, right? Um, But in the process of that marathon, I remember seeing a story on CNN where a woman who was diagnosed with cancer had ran the race for 24 hours. It was the slowest journey, but her goal was to finish the race. It wasn't to be the fastest. It wasn't to be number one or number two. It was to finish the race. And so in the process of everything that I'm doing in my life and um, is to finish the race. It's so, sometimes it's so important to be number one because it's so glorified. Like if you're number one, you are the best. You want to be the best at everything. You want to be the best at um, being a parent, being a, if you're a career woman, being a career woman or a man, you want to do those things, but you're not, you're sprinting through it. So you miss life's most important messages. You miss, um, you come into a mode of just surviving. And so I learned that over the weekend, uh, I was in junior high school. Well, not junior, I was in elementary school. And I was in the sixth grade and I was living in East Harlem at the time. 
And in East Harlem, uh, just like you see the movie New Jack City, my brother and I and my mother grew up what seemed to be like the Carter. So the Carter was that building where everybody was getting high and they had like the drug house. And, you know, I guess now it's called the trap house, but it was a drug house and everybody was getting high. And so I was the little girl and they used to call me the honest hustler because Tamara was not going to be hungry. Right. When my mother took a little vacation, I was not going to be hungry. So I learned how to pack bags um, at the grocery store. I would sweep the hallways with the dirty vials, the crack, and the, with the crack and the dirty needles. Um, I didn't care. I didn't care what was going on in the hallway. I didn't care what was doing. I was about survival. And so I was talking to a young girl and that I grew up with. Her name was Esmeralda, and her mother, Maria, was on drugs. And she had been diagnosed with AIDS and HIV. Uh, but at the time, we all looked at it as it was AIDS. And everybody said, don't go to our house. Don't touch her. Don't do nothing. But Tamara was a survivor. And Tamara was going to, I had a brother to take care of. And my brother remembers the story. So I didn't care what people thought <laughs> as long as I got my dollar. Okay, so I'm going to the store for you. I'm going to the Coochie Fritos and um, I'm going to get you something to eat and for you and your daughter. And I'm going to survive because I was in a house where sometimes you had to learn how to survive. But in the process of surviving, I came to the conclusion. It was at that moment, that pivotal moment that I came to the conclusion that all I had ever did was work under pressure because it was how my life was. And even now as an adult person, I am working under the pressure. So it hit me, how can I stop surviving? Right? Because everybody who is human or an animal will go into survival mode. If a rat is in the street, he will attack you for that piece of cheese. He gonna fight you for that cheese. He, if he brave enough, he gonna scale, you know, um, in New York City, I've seen rats scale up the project walls because it's the mode of survival. It's the mode of not getting eaten by the alley cat or the mode that I know that in apartment 1B, they just got their food stamps and I'm going to get some, I'm going to get something to eat. But after a while, survival and being under the pressure burns you out. Survival is just basically you're running on a wheel. And even though you're, you're sprinting, you're not completing the race because in the process of survival, that's just what it is. It's like, I'm in survival mode, but I, 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 I got to survive just to make it to the next day. I got to survive because it's either be killed, be, you know, you either going to kill or be killed and not using that. Like I never killed anybody, but I'm just saying you have to protect yourself. So you're always in survival mode. You're always worrying. And it takes effect on your mental health because I realized that I was in worry in survival mode. So this weekend I was invited to for months to a wedding. And so I couldn't tell that friend that I was panicking about going to this wedding because I was worried about what would happen in my house. 
I have, and everybody said, oh, nothing will happen. I'm like, yeah, but I'm in another county, and, and stuff happens, right? Stuff happens. It's teenagers in my house. It's other people, kids in my house. Me being gone for hours on end and having to stay in another county, possibly um, something going to happen. That was my survival mode. So I immediately went into survival mode, um, immediately felt like crap because this person has always been there for me. But my son, you know, wasn't feeling well, too. His numbers had came back and I wasn't in the mood. And I'm going to tell you why. In all my survival, I always watch people live. And even though my friends would say, well, Tamara, you you such a strong woman. They don't know or they don't have the, they have not grasped that I don't know how to live. And there's so many women when we're in our broke, lonely, angry, and horny who are just surviving. They're just turning a dollar into a turning 50 cent into a dollar. They're just struggling through because when the rent is due, you're going to go into, so I'm going into survival mode. I'm never, ever being homeless again. I don't care what people say. I don't care if you talk about me. I don't care if there's no groceries in here. I'm going to do what I got to do to get these groceries because you, and I'm not saying that this is the situation, but I am going to natural instinct for me. I'm not depending on anybody. I'm not. I'm not doing any of that because I know the end results. And sometimes we got to slack up on some of our moms. We really got to slack up on some of our moms when you see them going in beast mode. Right. Or you say, well, she's doing too much or she's putting too much on her plate. Ask that mother where she comes from. Ask that, 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 that father where they come from. Ask them, do you ask them, do you really know my journey? Because not everybody gotta survive like everybody else. Because if you don't have that support system, you in survive, you in true survival mode. You in survival mode. You in, I gotta, I gotta take care of these babies. I gotta make sure things work. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta be the fixer-upper, but it burns that survivor out. It's even when you're fighting through cancer or when I was fighting through cancer, I was in survival mode. I don't know if I ever thought about being in the living mode. And and when I say living, let me explain. Living is about actually enjoying life, taking time to smell a coffee, taking time to enjoy and go out and hang out with your friends without fear, without worry without stress. I can't tell you how many times I've went out and I've been worry mode. Did Ruben take his medicine? Did so-and-so clean the house? Did, did they take, did they make sure not to throw nothing outside if nothing hit the neighbor's lawn? I'm literally, while I'm out trying to have a good time, thinking of a hundred things that I could be doing right now. And that's not living. It's survival. You go because you you go out because you're forced out or you're supporting somebody else. You go out and you do what you have to do because you need to make sure that if something ever happens, you got at least something to say, I know how to survive. 
But here's the thing about survival. It's not fun, right? In the process of survival, you're not in, in living. You're just preparing. You always in prep mode. You like, whoo, girl, just in case the rent ain't paid. What I'm going to do? What I'm going to do? Okay. Okay. I'm going to go and I'm going to wash six. I'm going to go and I'm going to get on the corner with my squeegee and I'm going to clean the window. Well, if I go and break 10 heads, that's going to be a 10 heads at $120. Uh, yeah. Because I got to get. So. We see it every day, especially in my community and the communities that I grew up in, and especially in poverty. We're in survival mode because people don't want to be poor. Now, it's different if your friends have a support system. And I'm not saying that that's fair, but you, you, you don't understand the survival is not the same. The fight is not the same. And so I realized that in all the survival that I was, I was becoming more and more broken because recently I realized that my depression was coming back. For one, I feel like I am just so responsible for so many people and people have made it my responsibility without even my permission. And I, and I kid you not, like I would come home and it's, my kids love company. I hate company. I, I just do. I say it to them every day and they just look at me side eye. Um, the very fact that they don't see that I'm struggling and I'm surviving to make it so that they can have the better things and the nice things in life and to write every day, to run to the hospital every day, to the doctors for Ruben, because I'm in survival mode with my son. I'm in survival mode because I, 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 I fear that I won't leave a legacy for them. I fear that life will come at me and say, you didn't do a good enough job. And quite actually, how unfair is it? Very, but you have to be in survival mode. But you also need to know how to live. You need to know how to enjoy life. You need to not worry how many views your podcast got. <laughs> I just had to say that. Um, I want the women, when I talk about broke, lonely, angry, and horny, I want women to live, to live and enjoy their lives. We don't know how to have fun anymore and because we're still very angry about the things that we had to endure. We're still lonely because we're afraid to let people in, because even in loneliness, you're in survival mode. Ah, I ain't letting her be my friend, because I don't trust her. I bet you she talking about me. I bet you she said, ooh, she could have tightened up them braids. Ooh. I realized that yesterday that I was in serious survival mode. I was like, I love these people, but I can't, I can't let them really see it. Because I don't know if they genuinely care about me. Because growing up, you become, you, you, it's, I'm trained that way. People, and it was my brother who is my best friend and my rock who said to Mara, you never loosen up enough to let your heart see people genuinely because people have hurt you on a repeat basis. 
the signature from down from my mother to friends to relationships you down to your children you've experienced a large amount of hurt a large amount of disrespect he said because you didn't live they already knew that you're gonna be there forever ever you've practiced being there waiting surviving but you're not living because if you leave them you feel like then what else do I have? I hope today that I can educate more and more on a daily basis that women and myself, because I'm in this process and I'm in this journey with you. How do we let go of hurts so that we can openly and freely love? How do we learn to rest? Because a lot of us don't rest because we're afraid that the minute we rest is the minute that all hell will break loose. I'm, I'm more panicky than people know. I have a friend that I call panicky pants. I kid you not. I'm like, panicky pants, you just panic too much. But she doesn't understand that I see myself in her um, because I panic. I'm in panic mode. Like if I, oh my God, I forgot. And I need to do this. I needed to do that. I need to do this. Because you, you want to be perfect. But what I've learned about perfection is that the very first time you try something, you fail. It's just guaranteed because you don't know how to do it. Now, some people naturally win and they just grasp it at the first time. And those are special elite people. But for the most people... For the most part, sometimes we try something and we're not very good at it. We still need to even, and even if you grasp the concept of it, we still have to practice doing it. We still have to get out of, get out of it and learn how to perfect it. But it's a, it's a marathon. We can't sprint through it. And so, even learning how to live and fully enjoy life to the best of its possibilities is that we have to get out of our fear. I know you hear this on a regular day basis, but we do have to get out of our fear. I, you, you have to say no to your yes. Meaning, I'm going to tell my friends no to say yes to me to take time out to do my hair and get my nails done. Because somebody, my brother said this to me. How many times have your friends told you, no, Tamara, I can't do this because I got to take care of me. So why would they expect you to say yes and you in the middle of doing something or text you while you're, he was like, I was talking to you and I could hear your phone going off and people texting you and they don't even know that you're a face full of tears because people forget and it's not their responsibility. Your happiness is no one's responsibility but your own. Your peace is your peace. You, you are responsible for that. And sometimes you have to let go of things and let go of people. And it's the process that I'm in because people have not a clue how burned out I am. And I can openly say this on this podcast that I do more things than I, I'm at the doctor's office. Today, I woke up a half an hour late to take my son to the doctor. 
and I knew at that point that I was exhausted because I'm usually very on point about his doctor's appointments, and I just said, I have to reschedule this because I'm sprinting through life, and I'm missing the valuable moments, and that's been since I was a little girl, and I fear um, that for my daughters, that they will sprint through life, and they will stay on survival mode, but not live and enjoy, but they, I, 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 I can't say that for them really because I think that they're starting to enjoy life. Um, they, they've done more things than I would ever do. My kids, they going out, okay? Um, they're going to enjoy life. And I missed out on that. And I'm missing out on it now because I worry who's gonna mess up my house, which who's gonna do this, who's gonna do that. Why haven't they cleaned? Why haven't they picked up the paper outside? It's, it's just so much. And ladies and gents, this is what I want to advise to you. You got to get into the healing mode. So many of us are unhealed by our past. So unhealed about our present. Like how these people are asking me to do all this stuff, but they don't remember. They're not even realizing that I'm hurting. I, I just encourage you to love yourselves today. That it's okay to survive. I think everybody should be a beast and survive when shit gets real. But you gotta, you gotta know how to live. Because you will die in resentment. I watched that on a repeat basis. And the one thing that I can say with my uncle Khaled, when he died, he had lived. Everything that he set out to do before there was a bucket list, he wrote a list and he said, I'm going to do these things because now my time is limited. Do not wait. And this is for young girls and young men who do not wait until your time is limited. Do not wait until the odds are stacked up against you and you only have six months to live. You will sprint through it. Or years to live, or you have cancer, or you are incarcerated, you're coming out of incarceration. Do this shit that you wanna do now. Dance in the rain. Travel. See the world. Have fun with your friends. Enjoy your babies. Because sometimes you're working so hard you forget to enjoy your children. Stop worrying about what people are going to say because they're going to fucking say it anyway. They just are. They're going to talk about you. Get out the door. Tell people, no, mean what you say. If you're telling people to get the fuck out, tell them to get out and mean it. Stop being responsible for other people's stuff. Let them be responsible. Stop letting them put high expectations on you, but doing low expectation stuff for themselves. Meaning, don't expect me to take care of you, feed you, burp you, and you ain't even getting out the bed to go look for a job. Stop it. And I'm saying that to me and I'm saying it to you. Stop it. 
stop. I missed out on so much stuff, so much opportunity. I keep that now I'm in the mode of creating my own opportunity. But in the, because I'm a survivor, regardless, I'm going to survive. But I'm missing out. I'm missing out on what the beauty of life because sometimes I come home to hell and, and other people mess. 